Welcome to the Excuse My African podcast. My name is Stella Damasis and I am your host. Join me as I take you on a journey through the eyes of a misrepresented and misunderstood African girl abroad. In this episode, I will talk about sex for grades. So, um, a few days ago, I think, I watched a documentary on BBC, um, BBC Africa on YouTube, and it was called Sex for Grades. Um, I'm really not sure exactly when it was released, but I saw it a few days ago, and it really caught my attention because they were talking about something that I'm also familiar with, that a lot of us are familiar with, especially as African women, but, you know, have not come out in the public to talk about it for various reasons. So this um, documentary by BBC Africa was conducted by um, Kiki Modi, a young lady who, in my opinion, has become my number one um, investigative journalist. She is one woman that has done something that a lot of other female journalists are either afraid to do or not given the opportunity to do. So she was able to do it. I'm not going to give you details of this documentary because I want you to see it for yourself so you get all the details that you need. You see everything you need to see Um, because I can't quote everything word for word. I want you to see it because the effect it will have on you will be different than if I just say it. But in summary, it was um, an expose, as people want to call it, but it was exposing a lot of lecturers in African universities or colleges, however you want to call it, exposing them and the things they've been doing to especially female students as regards trading their bodies for grades, like getting these female students to do stuff with them, have relationships with them, have sexual affairs with them in exchange for good grades. And even if you are a smart girl, but you don't play ball, they can actually make you have bad grades. You could fail. They could fail you, you know, and there's nothing you can do about it. So um, this lady and some other ladies decided to go undercover with cameras and they pretended like they were students just to get first-hand information and to show the world what people have been going through. And they had this uh, thing done in Unilag, the University of Lagos, which is my school, (laughs) I am an alumni of the University of Lagos, and they, they also did this experiment in, in Ghana, in the university in Ghana. And in Unilag, it was discovered that there was a place called the Cold Room, where these lecturers would take um, students, female students, to, and the windows were covered, you know, they were like tinted, so you couldn't see it, and the lights would be turned down so low, you know, and they were able to do a lot of things and get away with it. And after this documentary came out, as far as we have heard, Kiki Modi started receiving threats, you know, subtle threats here and there, which is very typical because I know how it works. Now, I know that on Excuse My African, I always tell you the good things about Africa because I want people to know where I'm from. But I would be lying to myself and to the whole world if I do not let you know that, yes, I am aware that we have issues that we must deal with to be a better continent, which is why I'm doing this episode. Now, my problem is not really because these things have been happening. My problem is not the men who are doing these things. My problem is the society. And as a society, as a community, 
we have enabled these men to do these things because if we don't enable people they don't know that they have a right to do something and get away with it we let them get away with it the most painful part about all of this is that we vilify the victims we turn the story around we find a way to make the make it the female's fault which is something that's been happening for ages so i've heard a lot of people come and say it takes two to tango and i'm like are you serious when there is a man in authority and you are a subordinate there is no way it'll take two to tango if he demands something from you in return for what you are normally supposed to get if you have worked for it so when it's a matter of someone in authority an inferior person as opposed to a superior person or a superior person as opposed to an inferior person there is no such thing as it takes two no it is one inferior person it is one in authority demanding something for the person that's the subordinate so let's not get it twisted here these things have been happening and people keep saying the women don't come forward the girls don't come forward oh yes they do how do i know that they do because i have been in that situation before when i was in the university of lagos i had this lecturer who was about 70 years plus who was after me like i could not explain why this man was after me and he did not hide it so a lot of people who were in school with me who were my classmates actually knew that this man was bugging the life out of me he did it publicly he did it in class he singled me out every time i even complained about this guy to other people so people knew but at that time it was the norm it was nothing new so why would anybody do anything about it we didn't have social media to help us speak out so if people around you if your community if the society sees it as a norm that there's nothing special about it these things happen year after year after year why should mine be different so people knew about it now the craziest thing about it is that even when i went to other female lecturers thinking that they would sympathize with me because they're women they would understand my position it was worse they knew about these things they knew about the cold room they knew about everything that the male lecturers were doing but you know what they said to me stella if you want to pass if you want to graduate just keep quiet do what you have to do graduate and get the hell out of the school you are not the first neither will you be the last if you go and start making trouble out of this trust me we are a community of lecturers they will deal with you we've seen it happen to different girls and they've had to be forced out of school if you don't want them to gang up against you you better lie low keep your mouth shut and do the best that you can until you get out of here you cannot say anything to the authorities because the authorities will not back you and give issues to the, the lecturer or fire the lecturer the authorities will not let you go to the media they will fight you and kill the story why because they don't want people to think that their institution has anything like this is negative like this because guess what they will lose credibility so nobody will support you you better keep your mouth shut that is what i heard from these female lecturers they will not support you they will not come to your aid you cannot go to the school authorities because some of us did try to go to the school authorities they kept telling us wait we'll attend to you write your statement down write your statement down did i write my statement down yes i did did i go to the head of department yes i did did i try to go to the, the senate building yes i did what happened nothing was done about it i had to lie my way through school i had to lie my way through school my joy let me put it that way my joy and my luck was that i was dealing with a much older man who did not have the energy 
to run or to chase me around. I had a much older man who I could say stuff to and would believe me. I was shocked at that time because a particular time I was actually pregnant. I was pregnant with my first child while in school. I was married. My late husband came to the school on the day of my exam because he was supposed to be my actor. I was a directing student and I directed a stage drama, a monologue, and I cast my late husband to be my, my male lead actor. And on that day, that morning, he left work to come to school to support me as my actor. And before I went to the theater, my lecturer calls me up and he says, you know that if you don't come to my office, I'm not gonna do this for you. You're not gonna do the exam and you're not gonna pass. I'm not gonna give you grades. And I said, you can't do that. I'm pregnant, I'm heavy, you can see me, I'm ugly. He says, I don't care. And I said, okay, my husband's out there waiting to do my play so I could do my exam. What do I tell him? I don't care, find something to say to him. Tell him you were delayed. And I said, okay, you know what? Let's finish because usually when you have your own play, there are three other lecturers that are assisting him. They all give you the grades. And then after everybody's play is done, they call us up on lineup on stage and they tell us our grades. So I knew that once your grades have been given and they tell you your grades with everybody present, there's no going back. They can't change it. So I said to him, you know what? Let's do it this way. I will do my play first. When it's done, you give me my grades. And when you give me my grades, after everything is done, and I'm sure that I have my right grades, I will come to your office and spend two hours with you. And he was old. He was losing his mind gradually. And he believed me. That was my saving grace. He believed me. He said, okay, you better keep to your word. I said, yes, I will. I promise you I will. I lied. And then I did my play. And then I was graded. And immediately after the grading, I got into my car with my big stomach and I drove as fast as I could. I left the school. I never came back. I never came back. That is why I have matriculation pictures, but I don't have convocation pictures. I don't have my graduation pictures because I never went back to take pictures. Somebody else had to grab my certificate for me. Somebody else had to go to the board to take a picture of my scores. That's how I finished. When I finished writing my project, I submitted it through someone else. I told them that I was in America. I wrote a strong letter that I was in America. I wasn't feeling well and blah, blah, blah. And I had to send someone else to the school to send my project to them. That was how I was able to leave school. I lied my way through. Before then, I would go in with a classmate of mine who was male and he was threatened. Don't come to this office with her again. So trust me, it's been going on for ages. So for those people who come and say it takes two, it doesn't take two. For those people who come and say, oh, she didn't speak up. Oh, sometimes we speak up, but nobody listens because the society that we live in, that we grew up in, they see it as the norm. It's normal. But now, thank God for social media. Thank God for the BBC in Africa. Thank God for YouTube. We didn't have those things then. We didn't have them then. We didn't have platforms that we could speak up. I remember when Busola Dakolo came out and talked about her story with a certain pastor and how people came against her, especially women, which I did not understand for the life of me. And I'm like, if we keep on bashing and victim shaming these people for speaking up, how are more people going to come out and speak up? I don't get it, but I'm glad now the narrative is changing. Younger girls are getting bolder. We're using social media as a platform to spread our message. People are listening now. The authorities are listening. I heard that uh, one of those lecturers have been suspended for now. I hope that they get charged. 
I hope that some other girls who have experienced it, knowing what's going on now, will be able to come out and say, this is what this person did to me. I am very upset and I'm very hurt because I remember the story of a certain senator who slapped, like slapped a female in a store because he didn't like the way he was spoken to. He slapped and asked his people, his orderlies, to drag her. Now, the thing that killed me the most was that this thing was caught on video. It was caught on video. This is not about she didn't speak up or she spoke up. She didn't have to say a word because it was caught on video and the whole world saw it. But what happened? He went on to receive awards. He faced the panel and he was very rude to the female in the panel. He showed the whole world that when it comes to women, he has no value, no respect, no nothing. He proved that he would do it again and again. But guess what? Nothing has been done. And it's like nobody's talking about it. So I'm just saying here that we should pay more attention when people come up, especially females, and complain about things that are happening to them in school, in their place of work, or whatever it is. Let's listen to them. Stop shaming them. Look into these cases. And let us start to put an end to all of this because a lot of young girls are scared. A lot of parents are scared of sending their children to school, especially their female. I have two daughters. They're not in Nigeria. They cannot go to college in Nigeria. My kids are going to college in America. Where I have rights, they have rights. And if anyone tries any crap with them, we're in a country where we can actually get justice. I couldn't afford to do that. I mean, it hurts me to say that that I couldn't let my daughters go to school in Africa. But after what I went through, I vowed that my kids would never go through that. Even the girl that was an investigative journalist, Kiki Mori, she dropped out of school because of this same thing. So when people come out and say that, you know, it takes two, it really hurts. It hurts me because this is not how it's supposed to be. We're Africans. We should value women. We should value mothers. We should value females because we are the future we are the carriers we are the mother that's why africa is the motherland we have to be respected our rights have to be respected so i'm saying that now we have to start listening to the victims we have to start doing something about it and then on the flip side to the women out there to the young girls out there we have social media we have people we have organizations we have pro bono lawyers who are willing to help you we have helplines. We have places you can go to lodge your complaints, especially social media. Say it out there. Put it out there. People might say what they want to say, but they're ignorant. But there are those who are out there to listen and to help you. So do not be afraid. We've gone past fear. Now let's start to fix the problem. Okay, guys? <sighs> okay. I hope that, you know, this speaks to someone's heart today so that we'll start to do something about these things. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and I hope you'll join me again for the next one. You can contact me via email, excusemyafrican at gmail.com, or visit the website, excusemyafrican.com, for more details. Remember to stay positive and give love. <laughs>